Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand, and this is where we sit down with everyday people who do extraordinary things. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the show. Today we are going to take a big turn off into completely different material. Um, really, just it was interesting. I, I was able to have a chance encounter, hang out with one of my oldest friends, guy by the name of Josh Rampage, who's an artist out in San Francisco. I'll put a link to his uh, Instagram page so you can check out some of the stuff that he does. Really interesting. Um, but today we didn't want to talk about that. We actually wanted to dive into, or I really wanted to dive into, some of the strange and spooky happenings that uh, he actually went through up in the great north, the... Uh, the woods of the UP at uh, a place that his parents had built uh, a long time ago. And I was always pretty fascinated by this story. And it's just one of those, he tells it really well. It's just chilling enough where you can sort of imagine it. It's also not way overboard by any means. Um, You know, I can sort of picture all of these things sort of happening and uh, yeah, it was just a pleasure to be able to sit down with him and and listen to it. And we will hopefully do a subsequent episode and talk about, uh, I don't know, I'm always interested in what it's like living in these giant metropolis areas, uh, especially San Francisco, which is um, definitely an interesting place in this point in time, but also about the artwork and what he's been doing, because he's been doing that pretty much his whole life. And it's always kind of neat to see somebody chasing after their dreams and just sticking with it and never giving up. So that being said, before we get into the show, as I always say, if you want to support the podcast like so many of you already do, uh, you can follow the link over to Patreon and become a supporter. Keep the show from having any sort of sponsors and advertisements and all that shenanigans. Uh, We are supported by the people, by the listeners. Uh, Other than that, we do have some cool shirts and hoodies and all that sort of stuff. The merch shelf, uh, link in the description. And if you want to just reach out to the show, hit me up with a good uh, idea or a possible podcast guest. Though, keep in mind, I only do in person. Uh, There's none of this over the phone stuff. Because I want the audio quality to be as crystal clear as possible. But you can reach out to the show by going to sailingintooblivion.com and go to the podcast link and just press the contact the show button. And boom, you're right there. Those emails go directly to me. So once again, thanks everybody for listening. Thank you for the continued support. And uh, here we go with Josh Rampage's Ghost Stories. So today with this, we're going a little off the beaten path here, uh, stepping away, so to speak, from the old sailing, and we're going to get into uh, a little bit of haunted territory, because I got my buddy Rampage. Welcome to the show, bud. Thanks, bud. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. It's, uh, you know, obviously, you're an artist. Uh, I think there's a lot of really interesting stuff, but I feel like, you know, because we have a bit of a time crunch, um, I kind of wanted to introduce you on this podcast uh, with some of these stories from the deep woods of the UP. Cause it's really, I, I remember you telling me some of these ghost stories and they still give me chills. 
Yeah. I think of myself being in that situation in a house alone, it's winter time or whatever, but I'll, I'll let you start to get into it. But where, where is all this taking place? So this is in the upper peninsula of Michigan, uh, in a, in a very, very small town called iron river. Um, I mean, most, as you know, most of the UP is just incredibly low population. There's nothing but trees, lakes, and oxygen. And, and deer. Lots and deer. of deer. deer. That's <laughs> it. Uh, beautiful, untouched. You know, not a lot of people even know about it. You're like, I'm, I'm heading up to the UP to see my parents. And they're like, what's the UP? Yeah, and yeah. you have to break it down for them, you know. And uh, it's always, I mean, just always going up north. As a kid, going up to see you guys in Petoskey since I was 14 years old, you know, there's just something kind of magical about crossing that 45th parallel and uh, just the stuff that happens up there. It's just different. Um, It's kind of amazing. I mean, it's pretty much Canada, you know. Yeah. Uh, And um, yeah, so I guess to start, I, I had been living in Australia and uh, I came back and I wasn't exactly sure where I was where my next move was going to be. Uh, I had been living in San Francisco previous to that for about seven years. And I felt it was maybe a little too soon to go back there directly. And I needed to kind of recalibrate. My parents were like, okay, you can come, come up here, hang out in the basement, recalibrate. I wanted to create like a new body of artwork and kind of decide where I was going to make my next move. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, I just kind of want to tell like every single little detail to really. Well, I guess get you... you know, cause cause it's a series of events really, and they sort of escalated. Um, I guess yeah, just sort of start at the beginning of of the first little incident, the first inkling that you really had that there was just something a little off. I mean, your parents had owned the property for how long? Yeah, uh, you know, they'd probably only been at that spot for I would say under a year they they had been building that house before i left for australia okay so they moved in when i was and that's kind of interesting because you know a lot of times these sort of stories are take place in you know some house that's 120 years old or has a crazy back history but this is a new build brand new house yeah so uh it was really curious so the house itself is on a lake called sunset lake Beautiful lake, not a big lake by any stretch of the imagination, but really, really beautiful, not too populated, not houses just stacked on each other right next to each other. It was, you know, pretty nice and rural yet. And um, so I head up there, it's February, and I'd come from 110 degrees in Australia to uh, the UP in February, which is highs of 25 degrees and then lows of negative 20 yeah, it, it's cold. You cross the bridge up into the UP and, and you're you're in the tundra, so to yeah. speak, weather-wise. Well, it's kind of between, and where my parents were situated is kind of between Lake Michigan and Superior. Yeah. So they're just kind of getting lake effect on both from both ends. And so I speculate that that's kind of what drums up that that level of cold and snow. Yeah. Because it's snow. It was just snow every day. Not huge accumulation every day, but it would just snow every day. Mm. And so I get up there and I'm kind of really like just impressed. Like my parents had built this house. Like my, my dad had retired 
um, for the second time. And, you know, this was going to be the house like they're, they were going to, you know, live out the days in and, <laughs> and all that. And, uh, so it was kind of really, I was excited like as at this, at this new prospect of, of kind of being in a new place. I just, you know, been in Australia, I'd moved around, I'd lived in Sydney, I'd lived in Melbourne and then just kind of living out of a bag for so long. Um, and it kind of felt good to put my clothes in a drawer and yeah. feel like I'm going to be posted up somewhere for a second. Um, and so it was, the, you know, get up there is the first, we, we drive from Chicago. It's six hours straight up. It's, 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 it's up there. And, uh, you know, have a, have a nice little dinner with my parents. Uh, my dad and I play some pool after dinner. Um, you know, parents go to bed pretty early. Uh, sneak outside for a little jazz and I'm, I'm just happy to be there. And, uh, and, and I, the first night I'm, I'm, uh, so I'm in the basement and it's a walkout basement to the lake. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's, it's not just like a, like your conventional basement. Yeah. It's, just, it's almost like its own little apartment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A little bit. And, um, I'm just like kind of loving it. I'm just like, this is great. I go brush my teeth and I'm walking to my bedroom and this kind of, I don't, I don't know, like a thought or just this feeling kind of jumps into my, my, my body, my mind. And it was, wow, I don't feel alone down here in mm. not uh, a, in not I'm this way, like in <laughs> not this way where you're like, oh, I feel cozy and stuff. It's like, oh what's that you yeah. know and because it, it just came out of literally nowhere nowhere no and, and there's no indicator no noise no not, nothing it's nothing. just it was this just feeling this, just this feeling yeah, yeah and and i've always kind of maybe had that little that like inkling or ability to have that inkling you just maybe because you're open to it or the idea of it, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I definitely believe in the ethereal plane, you know, that's, I'm, I'm not like, well, that doesn't exist. Uh, right. Right. And so I, I kind of reason that maybe when, when you kind of operate on that level, maybe things are a little bit more open to revealing themselves to you. Yeah. And so I, I don't know. I wanted to, I, I just like, you're tired. You, you know, you just drove, the whole way shake up. it off yeah shake just... it off whatever so uh <clears throat> so i do and uh that was kind of the beginning of a string of i don't know situations that just kind of kept popping up during my time there so i would basically paint all day um just trying to create this new body of work and do a little research on potential cities to be moving to and um I also started making these like mixtapes that I wanted to put out weekly. I wasn't on social media at the time, so I wanted to still like let people know how I was doing and yeah. send a little email. Here's some music. Check it out. So one night I'm working kind of late, having a BL, working on a new mix at the at the bar station, sitting down. I've got my headphones in. They're Japanese Sony's. There's plenty of bass. I like to turn it up, really feel what you're working on. <laughs> and uh, I'm just I'm just getting into it. I'm feeling great, having a good time doing it. And all of a sudden, I I mean, having lived in California, I'd felt some earthquakes and stuff. This felt like an earthquake. It felt like a baby giant had put 
its shoulder into the house. Really? Just this like, boom. And, and, and I mean, I heard it and felt it through, through the all music, the music, yeah. through the music, everything. And I instantly pull my earbuds out and I'm just like, what was that? Oh, and I'm like oh. looking around. I'm, and I, and I, I'm kind of like, oh man, one of my parents fell out of bed. I, yeah, I, right? I, I better, I better go check on that. I <laughs> bolt up the stairs and it is just quiet. You just hear the regulator clock, tick, tock, tick, tock, yeah. tick, tock, nothing, just nothing. And I was like, I didn't make that up that I heard that felt that. Yeah. What yeah. was that? Go back down, try to work a little bit more, but I'm just like, I'm a little, I'm just like a little spooked. Cause I'm like, well, we don't get earthquakes up here. Yeah, so yeah. What, on edge what was that? that? And you know, houses, you know, you always hear that debunking, like, well, the house was settling or something like Snow that. Snow came off the roof. Some, uh, you know, yeah. there's plenty of ways. And I always like to kind of try to think of something that it could have been yeah. as opposed to going directly to be like, ah, it's ghost. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Cause so, you don't, you're not a crazy person. Right. Or I try know, not I've known you not, long not too crazy. to know. Yeah. You're not a crazy person. And, but it is, it's, it's so strange because yeah, there's, there's certain things that happen where you're sort of like, Oh, what was that noise? And then it's, it's nothing. But then there's sometimes certain things happen and then every hair stands up on your, on your arm and you're like, what was that? You and, know? And I kind of reckon that's because we have this lexicon of, of, of sounds, a catalog in our, in our, you know, in oh, our experience like in normal, our brains. So like, and then well, this is that, this is what that sound, this yeah. is that sound. And it's when we hear something that's just not in there and it's yeah. just like, what could have that been? Right. Cause right. I've never heard or felt anything. But like still, that. I, I do think there has to be, there's like this little extra kick that pushes it into like that almost supernatural, supernatural category where, you know, you hear weird stuff that you can't explain all the time, but every once in a while something happens and then there's this extra bonus that all of a sudden puts you right. You're heightened now. You're like, whoa, you're like in the woods in a tent alone and you've just heard a noise, that sort of feeling. Yeah. And you're not like, well, that's an animal or something, you know, it, it's just not in the catalog of sounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I d give up on the mixtape for that night and I just go to bed. And the next morning I'm upstairs making my life drink and my parents are, you know, sitting there reading their books. And I'm like, well, which one of you fell out of bed last night? Because I heard this sound oh, that so was creepy. just it, yeah. it. And I kind of explained it how I just did, you know, like it was this boom. It was it was a visceral boom that I heard through everything. And I'm telling them this and they both kind of just get quiet. And I'm like, my mind immediately, I don't know once again why like this they, was my response. They know something. But I'm like, what is this place, haunted? And 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 like you said, you know, we associate so much of like hauntings or like those kind of elements being in places that have been around for so long. Yeah, and so yeah. many people have been there. And they're like, well, you know, sometimes that just happens. And I'm like, what do you mean that just happens sometimes? You know, I'm like, tell, tell me more. Yeah. And they're like, well, when, uh, you know, when we were building that, well, they just jump into the story. They're like, well, when Mark, Mark Wiggins, this, the guy and his brother who built the house. Yeah. Um, they're like, well, when, when Mark was building it, they were, they were framing the roof out 
And Mark said, you know, and Mark's very straightforward, not leaning towards the spooky stuff or anything. And he's up there framing and he said he looked down by the lake and he sees a woman in this white dress, just like down right by the water. Wow. And he, he, I mean, no one's really around and this is like fall or something. And it's like white dress woman, like what it just, he he had to do a double take and then, then nothing's there. And oh. he tells my parents this story, but they kind of were like, well, I don't know. I'm surprised he would even say that. You know? I, I, I was sort of too. Like... And they were like, yeah, we were surprised because did, we didn't really expect this to come out of Mark. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. like, here's the story. And uh, they're like, so, yes, yeah, kind of just stuff happens like that sometimes. And I'm like, huh, in, in, interesting. Yeah. Um. So, uh. So I kind of, you know, move forward with that information and, and, um, I'm not really anticipating things, but you kind of, um, were you worried at all? I mean, obviously your parents are there with you, so it's not, you're not the lone wolf. Yeah. Not yet. That. Yeah. See that. Not yet. I, yeah. Okay. So going, so, so, uh, so, you know, um, Maybe, maybe, you know, who I, I really don't, I can't remember the time frame. This was a decade ago, almost a decade ago. Um, but, uh, I was, uh, I, I was, I was, I was going outside for a little jazz all bundled up. It's snowing. It is so quiet there. You do not, they're so far away from the nearest highway. They're 15 minutes away from oh, the nearest highway. Oh, you probably hear the snowflakes hit the ground. You hear snow hitting snow. Yeah. It's, it's sound yeah, yeah. of, and you're like, I've, oh, wow, I don't know if I've ever even heard that in my life. Um, it's kind of like, you know, when you, when you look up at the stars, when there's no light pollution obscuring them, there's like no sound pollution to disturb this. So it's just really yeah. quiet. And it's kind of really peaceful too. Really cold and peaceful. But I'm out there having my jazz and uh the and this is on through the walkout of the basement and the lake was extremely close i don't know how it was allowed for them to build that close it was 20 25 yards from the water maybe maybe 20 yards just very close and there's a a stand of pines that are to the right that you know they're there's an opening in front of the water with the dock, but then there's a stand of trees that's very thick and, you know, whatever. And I hear, and I've, I've spent a fair enough time in the woods outside. You kind of, you, you know what animals sound like, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And I hear the most distinct sound of someone walking through, you can hear it walking through the snow, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not animal cadence you know or gate it i'm like that's a person yeah i immediately toss my jazz and i'm like i'm inside lock that door up and i'm like i i've never i'm getting chills right now i know Uh, just being like i I got it i i'm instinctively going inside i'm getting my ass inside right now yeah and uh i went out the next day because i had i had to like look i had to see what what I was hearing. Yeah, it's daylight. It have, and it's, get, and there's brave. snow. Yeah. And this is like fresh snow was happening. So I was like, I'm going to see something. Yeah. I'm going to see tracks of some sort. And I'm kind of like, well, you'll probably see some animal tracks after all. Yeah. There, I walked through that entire 
stand of trees. There was nothing. There was not a single track of anything. And I was just like, wow. And had it been snowing all night or was it? Once again, it's kind of like, it's not dumping. So just a, it yeah, would have okay, like covered dusting, it. Yeah. It's like, it was just dusting. But I mean, a person walking in, what, how deep was the snow up there? Like a foot? Two feet easily because because the the snow would blow off the lake and there was a a drift probably two three feet high yeah right before and you could probably see your tracks just standing out there yeah okay wow so there's nothing it's absolutely nothing so um I'm I'm kind of like well the plots plots getting thicker guy yeah a little thicker and um so uh so we had that we had that situation. And, um, I started, uh, I started dating the girl from the dentist office somehow. Yeah. We don't have to get into that. We don't have to get into that, but it's (laughs) worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning. Uh, I had a little love affair and it was, it was great. And it kind of brought a little bit of lightness to, cause I had been, I had been up there a month and a half at this point and you don't, I was only having really interactions with my parents. Yeah. Cause there's no one up there and I wasn't really trying to be social with anyone. I didn't know anybody up there. And that was part of the impetus of being up there. I was like, all right, cool. No distractions. I can make the work, do my research and figure out, figure it out and blow town again. Yeah. And so, uh, I, I, I mentioned it because I'd, you know, I was spending time, a lot of time at her house and not so much time at, at my parents then like at, at nighttime at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so that little love affair came to an abrupt halt and my almost coincided perfectly with my parents leaving to go. I think they were going down to the Carolinas or something like that on a little vacation. And I was going to be in the, the house by myself. See, can I just stop you there? Mm. I don't think I would have like been able to do that. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, I've spent tons of time on my own up in, you know, in houses near the woods. I've been in the woods on my own tons. Um, but there is something about already having that sort of spook, uh, sort of feeling and then being left alone. A little no heartbroken. Way. I wouldn't have done a little it. Sad. I would not have done it. <clears throat> and I'm kind of expecting just, mostly I was just so focused on like kind of the heartbreak and not really, uh, maybe I was, I felt like I was probably subconsciously cutting off any of that, like yeah, yeah. tuned inness to like, more, more, make your stuff. creaky noises. I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. I'm sad. I'm sad. Yeah. So they leave and I've, I'm, I'm by myself and, uh, it, it's starting to warm up. Um, was it like March? This was April? around March, April. Mm, I would probably, yeah, April, getting closer to maybe May. The lake is still frozen. It still has ice on it, but the snow is melted. And it's starting to get in like maybe the high 50s, 60s, so it feels like a heat wave yeah. coming from that, that really, really cold winter. And again, I'm outside, and it's snowing. It, it had been nice, and it's, of course, we're getting we're getting accumulation again. It's yeah, like yeah. getting close it doesn't care. It's going to snow anyway. And I'm out there and I, and I feel it. I'm not hearing footsteps this time, but it was just like potent feeling of just presence, like out there. Like I was not, it was the same feeling I had initially mm-hmm. when I was walking to my bedroom, just like, whoa, I'm not alone. But it was so, 
it wasn't it didn't feel like an individual thing it felt like it felt like a crowded presence yeah and i was it, it it took me right out of my heartbreak and my sadness and i was getting oh i was getting spike your adrenaline right up i'll bet dude adrenaline the, the hairs on your arms are just going up and 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 i kind of was just like hey listen i just taught started just talking out yeah, loud just yeah. being like, listen i am so sad i'm alone you know i'm alone up here Please don't scare the shit out of me right now. Please. <laughs> like pleading. Please. Yeah, right. Please. I'm all, you you have to know how low I feel right now. So just yeah. can you can we just can we give me a break? And that was all I could really muster, but I still just like want to once again like right I don't feel like I'm I'm someone that would would kind of cower too quickly or or be like, you know, fight or flight, be hey. like I'm out. But yeah. I still was like I'm out. Yeah. I'm back inside. And I just I I I I I just didn't, I was like, man, is what is the story here? How do like, you even what? go to sleep after something like that? I, I just bush, don't, well. Bush lights? Well, I was just going to say, you know, uh, I, I've always had that theory where if you were stuck in a place where there's like haunting stuff going on, yeah, you just start crushing brews to the point where you don't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, then you're able to basically pass out i mean i'm not recommending binge drinking no 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 not for that involved, only but... if only if you're in a real haunted yeah. house yeah yeah it's the only circumstance <laughs> you're having a serious altercation with the ghost all right so please go ahead so uh so fast forward i'd i'd settled on moving to portland talked to a couple friends i had there i was like i'm moving to portland my parents get back i let them know and everything was kind of happening very quickly i knew i was going to be leaving within the next week uh after they had returned and uh so you know and i'd been up there for probably three months almost four months at that point and you know when you're kind of spending that much time it was the most time i'd spent with my parents since i had lived at home during yeah, high yeah. school you know right. um so it was kind of you know a little sad a little remiss being like all right well i'm off on my next adventure and i'm gonna like miss this place whatever and so we had to go, we were, I was packing up all my stuff, you know, wrapping up paintings, just kind of taking care of everything. And I have a twin sister and we were kind of, we had to go to another place, a storage unit to get, excuse me, not, well, we had to go to a storage unit and then we had to go to my parents' first place up there to get like a lawnmower and some lawn furniture that they were going to gift to my sister. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we had the trailer on the pickup and it was the string of just really weird things. My dad is someone that's like, if it gets below three quarters tank, the ca- he's going to go fill it up, whatever. Yeah. And everything's so far apart up there, um, that, you know, you have to drive almost a half an hour to get to the, your, to wherever you're going. Yeah. And my dad's like, oh my God, I'm almost out of gas. And this is on the way to picking up stuff and there's no gas stations like there's only gas stations like in town Mm -hmm. they're not just like on the side of highways and stuff up there there's just nothing yeah it's teeny and i'm like well that's weird how can you be out of gas so there's already like are we gonna run out of gas with this trailer or whatever we get to the house a tree had fallen over the driveway so we couldn't get even the truck and the trailer in to load up everything we had to break out the chainsaw really quick and cut this tree up so we could back up and get the trailer in and and load up just adding just kind of more 
like, like odd, yeah, yeah, just weird stuff. And um, so we do, and we get back to the house that all this stuff is happening. I happen to look down at the lake, at the dock, and there's a we have a boat lift for for my dad's fishing boat. And I'm like, where's the boat? The boat is not on the lift. Yeah. And I'm, and this was it. It was overcast. It had kind of rained a little bit. I, I'm I'm just still I'm utterly confused. Cause I was the last person to take it out. Every time I take that boat out, I crank that thing two feet out of the water. Yeah. Nothing sitting in the water. You know, like it's cranked out. And I go down to look and I'm walking along the water line. The boat is three houses over, like in kind of tangled up in in between oh, houses trees and, and trees. Yeah. And I'm just like, how could have this even happened? Is the boat lift all the way up still? All the way up. All the way up. Boat lift still all the way up. That's that's pretty odd, yeah. Pretty odd. So I have to like basically get in the water. It's not the nicest day to do it, but I have to get in the water <laughs> to like swim to the boat to get it because you can't you couldn't get through this thicket to even get onto the boat. Yeah. So I get the boat back, put it back on the on the lift, come upstairs, and my mom's like, You know the curio cabinet in this in this room? They had she had this, you know, antique corner curio cabinet that has a light that yeah. is never turned on. It, they've had that my entire life. And I've never, I've always like, this light's cool. Why don't we have this on? And I was like, don't, I don't know. Just leave it off. Like, leave it off. Yeah. The light's on in this curio cabinet. And she's like, I have no idea. I, I don't uh, understand. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of strange happenings. Like all just in the like, string, like yeah. in a matter of like a couple of hours. Right. And I'm just like, what is going on? I'm like, I got to go pack. I got to still continue. Come, we're leaving the next day. Yeah. I go downstairs and there was a treadmill in my bedroom that my dad would use sometimes. I never got on it. But um, I'm I'm packing up and I look over and the treadmill had like a screen on it. And straight up, it was like poltergeist static on the screen. It's what? usually like a, it's usually like a blue I, screen, I, I, whatever, I, with dude. information, whatever. Yeah. It is just static. I am, I, I'm like off, hit the off button, hit the off button, hit the off button. Nothing's working. All right. Sorry. A little technical difficulty. Josh, you were saying you, you were just about to communicate again to and whatever it, just, it was. It occurs to you just to kind of talk out loud. And, and, and after this treadmill situation, after unplugging it, I'm just like, Hey, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss all you guys too. But please, like we made it this far. I still don't want to get the shit scared out of yeah, anybody yeah, else. Right. So please, please refrain. You know, it's serious. It's like kind of the middle of the day. It's not spooky, It's not. It's not light out, you know. It just didn't have it. If you've got a train of strange things happening, though, I, I would assume that sort of builds up your heightened awareness and, and you do get a, a little bit rattled. Yeah. I would. Yeah. And I did, you know, I was afraid I was going to forget something. But so there were two bed. There's two bedrooms in the basement. One is for my sister. She had just had a kid, so there's a crib and, you know, another bedroom. And when I picked my bedrooms, I was like, you know, I'm not going to sleep in that one just in case they come up and visit. I don't want to have to switch things around. I'm just going to, I'm going to go with this other one. Yeah. And I, and I don't know if that was just like a, 
I don't know why. I mean, it seemed like it was a very pragmatic reason of why I picked the other bedroom. But I would take phone calls. I remember talking to the girl from the dentist's office in that room or going in there. I had my drawings laid out on the bed. It was just like a nice big flat surface, whatever. But every time I was in that room, it was the, I guess that would be the southwest side of the house. Um, it just felt just kind of weird in there. It wasn't like cold. Uh, you know, I never... Oh, like Anything. The, the normal symptoms of, of a haunting just where, yeah. off in this one corner of the house. And I was just like, I, I didn't kind of go in there if I didn't really have to be in there. I'd put my drawings down in there. Or like I'd be pacing, talking on the phone or something, but I, I stopped kind of even using that area as like a oh, little runway. Like, yeah, I don't even want to Just felt, it was just one yeah. of those things. You're just like, why, you know, why is that? But I left that out. That should have been, I should have told that earlier, but That's that was right. another little, little, little thing. But, uh, so yeah, um, you know, ended up leaving and the next day I, I went on the dock and kind of like, I don't say made my peace, but like thanked everybody and everything for letting <laughs> me be up there for as long as I, I was and, and not how, totally terrorizing, and not totally terrorizing me and, uh, just let them know how much I really think it's a beautiful place and had a great time and I'd miss them. Wow. But, uh, admittedly, you know, after that. Uh, I, 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 you know, I talked to my parents, I'd be like anything, anything really spooky happened lately, you yeah, know, just yeah, out yeah. of curiosity. And they're like, no, really, it's, it's kind of tapered off. Um, and, uh, I've just always been really curious about that. I kind of speculate that there's, there were so many native American tribes up there yeah, um, yeah, yeah. for, you know, forever. And, uh, I kind of wish I knew which was which specific, you know, tribe or, or uh, right was in it, that area. It was in that area. But I reckon, you know, where my parents' house was, it looked across the lake and it was called Sunset Lake, not not for some clever, you know, right, reason. Right. It really like the sunsets it was were a really good spot. Beautiful from this vantage where they where they were situated. It was just gorgeous. Like you I couldn't make them up. They were they were landscape paintings beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And I could reckon, you know, like if I was if, if it was me, I'd be like, this is a great spot to kind of either have my rituals, my celebrations, or where we'll, where we'll put our ancestors, right, you know, right. like they would want them to have a beautiful, a beautiful resting spot. So I, I, I couldn't begin to speculate on, on who the, who, what, or why there was, there, there was a small, like shack there apparently. And my parents did say that they had kind of had to have that uh, removed so they oh, could really? build their house. So there was some old like little thing there. That little chapter of of spookiness in the UP because every time I went up there, kind of, I would visit, you know, once a year, typically during the summer, go visit, you know, during that trip, I would go visit you guys and yeah, yeah. Petoskey drive up across too. And I always kind of anticipated something, you know, or, or feeling that way again. Nothing and though, it huh? it never really uh remanifested or anything like that. So um and you know to chat to to close the book entirely my parents ended up selling that house um this past this past spring to move down to Florida full time and I am very much going to miss that place. It was just so incredibly special and uh I kind of also reckon you know when we were basically upping and moving, you know, if, if, if something was going to, you know, kind of reappear, or 
or or have any other experiences you know once again like when i was leaving i don't know if that like kind of fueled like that curious phenomenon or what i thought something would would definitely happen when we're kind of just packing up the entire house and and doing that kind of right, uh, thing right. but there was nothing well it's i you know it's it's just really interesting cuz i you know obviously i i i am very curious to know you know more in depth about some of the stuff that your parents had experienced, but you know, I, I can also imagine they probably didn't use the basement much at all. No, you know, it was just guest rooms and all that sort of stuff. So, but yeah, that's, it's, it's such a odd sort of spooky thing. I, and I can just, I can feel that, that sort of primal fear that comes out of this this unknown thing happening around you and it's really like it's not something you can just shuck off and be like well you know whatever but it sounds i mean for i i have to say i'm pretty impressed man as far as you staying staying up there especially alone um i think my imagination would have just gotten the better of me to a point where i was terrifying myself uh, just by imagining things and, and always, you know, I, I just pictured myself in that basement. I'm all alone. It's the middle of the night and I hear one stupid little noise and now I am awake Oh yeah, for the rest of the night, you oh, know, yeah. and then it transitions into me just sleeping during the day. Uh, I would have, uh, that's cause that stuff, it just, you know, like I said, it I've spent a lot of time on my own. Thankfully have only had one real big experience myself, but it's like, it's impressive that you were, you were able to just sort of forge right through it. I will say, I kind of also forget to mention this, you know, when they were gone and I had like those couple choice experiences, it, it really wasn't easy to go to sleep and you kind of felt like you were tossing and turning the whole time. And until you saw that break of light, daylight starting to happen, I like felt like I wasn't really sleeping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there's something about the dawn. When the dawn comes, all of a sudden there's like this little bit of a safety net. That's right. You know, it's uh everything's scarier at night. Everything is scarier at night. Whether it's a storm at sea or a spooky noise in the middle of the upper peninsula. That's right. Oh yeah, yeah. Well and I I've, I've got one more actually that I thought of, but not in that location. So mm-hmm. when we were younger, I was probably eleven. We had a cabin in like the Rice Lake area. This is just like still northern Wisconsin, but not quite the UP. Yeah. And um, it was fall. It was pretty late fall, like November, maybe encroaching upon December. And it's me, my sister, my mom, and my dad. And my dad's like, I'm going on a three-day hunt with with my friend Mark. He's like, you are the man of the house. And I was already kind of creeped out. Like this cabin was even more remote on a lake you could see how like a few houses across the lake pretty far this is a much bigger lake yeah but our section of the lake was completely un, uh, undeveloped undeveloped that, yeah. it there was a cabin that was being built you have electricity like, we had electricity oh, okay we had electricity and everything yeah. like that but there was another cabin being built maybe you know half a mile away that you could kind of see and the people were never up there they were coming up there doing doing it piecemeal building yeah. it themselves and stuff like that And so I was already kind of, I had already spent plenty of time filling my imagination with as many ghost stories. Well, and you're much younger, right? Yeah, Yeah. 11 years old. But I I always had kind of a real curiosity for that stuff. 
And, um, it had actually, we, we probably had that spot for a couple years and I, my room was far, was on the other side of the house from my mom and dad's and my sister's room. And I had already freaked myself out to the point where I didn't even want to sleep in that room by myself <laughs> because the windows were kind of like lower to the ground. And I was like, man, someone's going to come right in here and, yeah, you know, yeah, like right. either ax murderer or like, <laughs> you know, ghost, ghost stuff. Yeah. So I started sleeping in the loft so I could kind of like, you know, there's no windows up there. You can look down. Security, you felt like, yeah, you felt like, like a cow in, a, in like a box or something. Yeah. You're like, I, I see everything. They'll get them first. Yeah. 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 I'm up here. <laughs> I'm here. It's safe. Oh my God. So creepy. But so my dad takes off for three days and, uh, I had, uh, you know, I'm sleeping on the, on the futon in the loft. I just finished like reading my book and I'm like, all right, it's lights out. And the loft looked down, you know, to, to the lower level and one, the, the entire, uh, side of the house that faced the lake was mostly windows. So you could see out, uh, like, you know, unadulterated view and, and you could kind of see outside and there were, um, motion lights on every single corner of the house. Mm. And, uh, I just started kind of like nodding off and all of a sudden one corner motion light goes off and I'm like, well, that's, well, that's weird. Cause I know that trees moving and, you know, mostly animals won't set those off too much, but you know, the well, occasionally deer a deer would, would yeah, deer yeah. would, but so one corner lights go on the opposite corner of the wall facing the lake with all the windows goes on like, and then the other corner goes on and I can, I can see all this from my perspective. Yeah. You see like through open doors and windows and stuff. And then I see the fourth one go on uh, and I'm like, yikes. that's like deers don't <laughs> deer, deer don't like circle a house in, in a, in a fashion like that. And then they all go off and I'm like, maybe you read too many of those ghost books. Yeah. Yeah. Like right. ax murderer books or whatever. <laughs> maybe that. Uh, and then they start doing it again. One corner got the, the same start. It starts, the, the sequence starts over again. Whoa. One goes on. The second one goes on. Third one goes on. Fourth one goes on. Oh, that's And I'm up. just like, all right, what, what, what is this at this point? I go down to my, my mom, my mom and dad's room where my mom's just sleeping and I, proceed to tell her i'm like mom i don't know what's going on but these lights are going off in order and going off and then coming back on and she's like it's nothing it's fine if you want to sleep in here you can and just cool as couldn't be and i'm like all right mom's cool about this so it's fine yeah. it's fine i didn't sleep again until i saw daybreak <laughs> coming through that window and i was like okay sleep don't even think in the, I don't remember if I told my dad after he got back what happened. And if I did, I think it was also just like, yeah, whatever is a deer yeah. is a deer. Right. Shut up kid. And I remember talking to my mom later in age, you know, probably five, 10 years ago and reminding her of that story. And she's like, I was absolutely terrified. I was really? absolutely terrified. She's like, I couldn't believe what you were telling me, but I knew that I couldn't, 
show any fear to you because then you would have been in yeah, sheer yeah, panic yeah, mode. Right? No, for sure. And, you Good know, honor. didn't want to like get tests in, in the room too, or, you know, start, you know, doing something. But that was, uh, that was another little spooky tale that's, from up North. That's pretty freaky, man. Yeah. yeah. But that, that whole idea of the, the sensor lights, especially out in the woods. Um, I don't know. I, I would never want to have those just because, one, it's, you're out in the woods. What, what do you need those things for? Right. Um, you know, uh, obviously, yeah, some animals can can trip those things and all that sort of stuff. I mean, but still to have them going off in sequence over and over again, yeah. that would have freaked me right out. Oh, it did. Wow. Oh, it did. Yikes, dude. Well, you, that, that's really, uh, I don't know. I, I love that stuff. And I, I think it's, Same. it's really great. Same. You do fantastic job of telling that story that really oh, thanks, uh, bud. you know that brought me back because i remember you you giving me a few snippets of that a long time ago and uh but that was like the full full sequence and yeah i mean it'd be interesting uh if you if you were in touch with the people that own that house now see if any other they got any see stories if, see if they've got any stories because yeah i mean you, you know i would assume that yeah there's places on this earth that you know, whether it's people were buried there or things happened, but it's almost, it almost seems to me like there's just a way that some people sometimes get locked in this limbo and they're there. And for whatever reason, they can't get out until whatever mishap happened gets revealed or, you know, all that sort of stuff. I don't know. I mean, I'm on a lighter side too. I kind of, I, I know exactly what you're saying, you know, like that what are they? Is the it idea like somebody gets murdered or, something. or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's just, it's going to constantly kind of reverberate there. Yeah. But then sometimes I guess on the lighter side or a prettier way to put it is like, well, they really just enjoyed this spot so much. Like they want, they don't, that's they're not interested their, in yeah. going uh, anywhere else or that, that spirit doesn't, it wants to stay there. Right, it's, right. it's, it's completely content and fine. And you just kind of share space hmm. on a lighter side. Yeah. I like it. All right. Well, Josh, thank you so much for coming on. And, and when we do these in the future, yeah, we're going to get into some of the artwork, some of the music. I mean, you've got a million facets in your, your life that are really fascinating that you've just grabbed and run with. And, you know, you're just doing it, man. It's, it's, it's really cool to sit down and talk with somebody, um, who, who's just, I think got a passion in life and is just going for it and not, not, not riding by the lines, just like I'm making my own path. And we'll, we'll definitely get into that on, on some of the next stuff, but same to you, brother. I, I look up to you in the same way. I think this podcast is just great. The people that you have on are just endlessly fascinating and they appeal to everybody because they're just everybody. I love that. Uh, this is the every, every everyday person people, podcast, man. everyday yeah, people exactly. doing extraordinary things. Boom. All right. Love Thanks. you, brother. Love you too, man.